You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. I'm handling Grolic's business, and the business is a... It's all right. It's so. Booming. I was gonna. This is booming. I, that's it's where booming. I was gonna go, but I was like, wait, that's that's not. That's yeah, I took it. I took an online test that said I was born to be an entrepreneur. So um, we need to make this those, work. Because... You were born to be an entrepreneur. That's why we've been failing. You haven't been doing this. I know. <laughs> From now on, you're our social media manager. Melanie's taking over the show, and it's now called. No, I'm not going to say it. Spoilers. Spoiler, you can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to. I was going to. Oh, we were up to like seven, eight people for a second. Now we're back down to three. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> That's what I mean. Oh, but we, That was our yeah. shot at stardom. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. All right. Well, figure out how to we'll do a watch party. <laughs> I'm still planning to try that. Oh, well, uh, we have a lot to talk about. I do have some news items. And some of them do tie tie into Doctor Who, but then of course we've also got Doctor Who, which is why. Hey, Paul, what's going on? Nothing. That's why Paul, I'm here. Paul, I mean, I'm excited to be here, but other than that, nothing. That rings of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, Paul. Wait a second, Paul. When we're doing video, we can see the lie in your face. <laughs> the lies in your eyes. <laughs> we should play poker yeah yeah let's do let's okay let's do that live <laughs> no not really <laughs> but his face would be easy to read oh i doubt it i could take you poker <laughs> we're not fighting <laughs> i could i could take you we're, poker. We're, not, we're not fighting not yet uh, <laughs> no but paul paul asked if he could be on and i should say we asked paul to be on no paul asked if, if he could be on because he has uh like us lots to say for once about a doctor <laughs> who episode so instead of uh haranguing us from the comments uh he wanted to join us so welcome back i to did paul i'm back he's back again and uh so do we want to start with news items or do we want to jump right into Doctor Who? I have news so items. Let's do some Doctor of that who. because um, the people who were watching as a result of the watch party last time, um, a handful of them, they were there for the movie stuff. And then, you know, they had zero interest in Doctor Who. So, so I think start, start that, with news. I think that was a good, um, it was a good approach. Okay. Uh, start if with there news. is any news at all, but you know. Well, some of them, some of my news stories I got picked out here are Doctor Who related. So I'll save those for a segue. Um, Segway. Yeah. This, I think, Paul, <laughs> did you share this to us? Uh, Universal Blumhouse developing new version of The Thing. Yes. That will adapt a long lost, the long lost original novel. This is actually super interesting and also kicks off our required react at the reboots uh, <laughs> segment. I've got more, but um, so this is interesting because okay, apparently, because the thing and uh, the, is it thing from another world? Thing from another, what was the original thing from outer space? The thing from outer space, the vegetable monster one, that one, yep, 
because he was a vegetable monster in the uh, the old older film. But uh, those were both based on a, no, a novella called Who Goes There by John. For people who don't read, that's a book, but small. It's like a small <laughs> book. It's a small it's like, book. It's like an episode of a show, not the full season. Right. Wait, that's not necessarily. It's like a short film. No, nobody watches those anymore. It's like <laughs> it's a small book. It's a trailer. No, it's, it's a tiny book. <laughs> it's the it's the cartoon that starts before the Pixar movie. That, yeah, hey, that's, that's relatable. Um, <laughs> we know what the kids like. <laughs> this story, by the way, is coming from bloodydisgusting.com. <laughs> and uh, apparently, though, okay, so the, the novella, the short story, was first published in August of 1938 in an issue of Astounding Science Fiction. And apparently, it was a full book. It was a novel that uh, it sounds it like... Totally that, blows my explanation out of the water. Well, it, it, it would... Something about it evolving, maybe? Oh, all right. No, okay. I don't. We're back I, on track. I was going with your... I was trying to figure out your explanation. Um, <laughs> but he trimmed it down to get published in this thing. It was too long. Oh, that's where we get a tiny book. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm back on board here. Uh, and so the new movie's going to come to the parts that they cut. I'm super fascinated just by this I thing. because the... oh, So this novel wasn't discovered until like 2018? Or something. Wow. People, nobody knew it. Nobody knew this was a thing. Um, huh. Huh. A thing? Nobody <laughs> knew the thing was a thing. I love it. Uh, so let's see. Through Kickstarter, um, whoever discovered, whoever unearthed the full novel, kickstarted it, kickstarted it to fund the release of the novel. It's called Frozen Hell. But apparently, like, right away, uh, Blumhouse and Universal Studios swung in and it's like, we'll make it a movie. So uh where do you guys sit on this? Because so the they thing from another world, thing, right? The thing from another world, 1951, and then the thing, and a lot of people don't really consider John Carpenter's The Thing a remake because it's simply another movie based on the source material. It's not like a direct remake. And this is super interesting because this will be another adaptation of another a different version of the source material hmm. so is it parts of the book that were cut out then? i'm not sure it's i think it might be the whole book it's do well, it. an adaptation of the whole book rather i say do it yeah oh yeah do it either way <laughs> well the short I... I'm, I'm guessing just kind of trim the fat as much as possible to and so it was still the complete I don't know how much, how different the plot is. It kind of sounds like the the novel just kind of fills in a whole bunch of backstory and stuff. I don't know how different they are. Well, that does lead to, depending on how in-depth the novel is, can you get more than one movie out of it? And can you, do you go ahead and make more than one movie? And does it start off as a plant and then morph into people things? I, I, I could be wrong, but I think the vegetable monster was a... Uh, Episode of Power Rangers. It was. <laughs> it was and Darkwing Duck. Yeah, and He Man, Evil Seed. I, I don't know that it was a vegetable monster in the original source material. Is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, but well, if it was, then Japan would fight it with their. Are you trying to segue into our next into another story? No. I think so. <laughs> well, you should, unless unless you guys have anything more to say about this. 
I don't know. I'm intrigued by this. I, yeah. I was really happy to. I, I was super stoked when they announced it, and then when I was reading it, I was like, "Wait, I don't think they read the novel at all." They're just like, "Yeah, we're just going to make the movie." It no, it sounded like they optioned the rights, the film just rights right away, sight on scene. It's kind of smart though, because they're like, you know, regardless what's there, they're like, it's a new take, so we can't get attacked for for remaking the thing or doing a trying to do a another sequel, prequel, soft reboot. Exactly, and they're the company to do it. I mean, they're the they're the only company that has, <laughs> like, they're the largest company out there right now making horror movies. So yeah, I mean, if anyone's going to tackle a horror uh title it's them so um okay melanie yes what would we need to fight a um vegetable creature from space uh a, a gundam uh guy is this <laughs> a gundam guy well too bad this is reality melanie and such giant robots don't exist but they do or they're wrong so in, this in japan yeah, yeah, Melanie sent me this article from futurism.com and it's Japan is building, of course, it would be Japan. I Japan see. is building a massive walking Gundam robot. It's about time. And it's going to be a replica of the man, it's so funny. It's that I don't know, I'm not that familiar with Gundam stuff, but a RX70 RX-78-2 Gundam. That's the good one. I don't is know. it? I don't know. It's don't a know. samurai, so it, it, it's the one Sheesh. you see on all the covers. When I picture like a colorful, like ridiculous Gundam uh robot, does it have that. a red V on his head? It's well, it's got like white and red, kinda. It's it's the white and gold Good Gundam. Enough. I'm sold. I'm sold. Uh I, I'm I'm actually mad about this story. 50 feet tall, right? Why? If if you're going to build a giant walking robot in Japan. Of all the Japanese properties, Mechagodzilla. Of, is that where you're going? Well, you could build Mechagodzilla. You it, could build Voltron. It wasn't where he was going, Omega but it Zord. should be where he was going. <laughs> That's right. You know, right. I mean, a Gundam suit. Speaking of big things in Japan, uh, Andrew Schmidt is in my watch party, and he's he said hello, and uh, he said that Japan has all the cool toys, and then he uh, posted a GIF of a Gundam. Oh, yeah, hey, Andrew. Andrew. They do have all the cool toys, and some of those toys will soon be 59 feet tall and will actually be able to walk. <laughs> That's wow. kind of the crazy thing is that they're making this giant thing, and it's, according to the article, it will be capable of walking. Now, is this thing also a reboot of the original novella? <laughs> well, what does Japan know that we don't? Pretty much uh, everything. A lot about seafood, I know math. that. They understand math. Better than us, like um, that's I just test scores right the there. Pacific that's just Rim, uh, you know they're prepared for the Pacific Rim fa uh, finality. They now have the battle armaments. <laughs> you made that sound like like the ending of a uh, Mortal Kombat round, like a, a finality. <laughs> the Pacific Rim fatality. <laughs> finality, finality. What was what we're talking about? We needed to make where you would open the door and it would be like. Um, the Tekken thing. Oh, it was, never mind. Tech in. What I don't was know Tekken well enough. What was that 
It was a, it was an inn, and it was called Tech Inn. Yeah, that's oh, right. Wow. That's great. That's, that's great. <laughs> and I was like, they need to have a like dinner when you open the door. That it's like, ready? Fight! <laughs> it'd be yeah, it'd be an arcade. How did what inspired this conversation we had? But arcade themed, uh, you know, hotel. But it's all Tech Inn. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good reality show too. The tech in, that's the setting. So that's who funds it. Like we start the business, and then the show gives the uh, the in like uh, you know publicity. But then the show is, I guess, like American Ninja Warrior, except the finale is they they fight each other in a square ring <laughs> for a and suite. All, and all the bedrooms like Big Brother back, meets UFC. Backgrounds from the fights. <laughs> you you want room service? Fight. See, I'm not sure. There we go. Let's go do it. <laughs> okay see entrepreneur yeah you're right yeah. <laughs> melanie is the entrepreneur all right sorry, okay go ahead let's jump to more re- remake news we're blowing through these stories uh kind of well probably not as quick as they should be but fairly quick uh this one i just wanted to mention because it's a remake but um it's not dissimilar to the thing story so i don't really know this actor but Taryn Egerton in talks to lead Little Shop of Horrors remake. And I just wanted to mention it because Little Shop of Horrors is being remade again. Mm-hmm. This will be the third Little Shop of Horrors movie mm-hmm. because there was the original one in uh, 1960 and that was not a musical. And then it kind of, or yeah, then it became like, you know, a musical thing. So then there was the 80s. The one musical. we all know and love, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to, they're gonna that I'm assuming what they're gonna make is very much based on that and the and the actual like off Broadway musical that they do. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that's good. I miss what what He's is a good actor. Rick so I'll give it a shot. Say, it's gonna be hard to follow Rick Moranis. Because we know his name now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This episode. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know this is a good episode. We know Rick Moranis today. <laughs> that's how i decide what a good day is true if i if i can remember rick moranis it's a good day the truth hurts mm-hmm. yeah i mean he made a good elton john so he could probably <laughs> do a good moranis yeah that's what this okay yeah yeah he was in rocket man i never seen and that. dark crystal the new uh new dark crystal I they have a new those. dark crystal i didn't even know they existed the series oh it's so good it's oh good. is it yeah okay. Surprise, surprise. I watched it. Puppets. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on to something stable. What? That's a sucker. Yeah. Puppets? What did you just say, by the way? It like my audio gets choppy when I hear people when when I'm talking. It sounded like you said something crazy. <laughs> I said shocker. 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 Okay. Shocker. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> So Andrew in the in the comments uh, mentioned that there's going to be a Atari hotel. Sorry, jumping back to the uh, the, the Atari Gundam. hotel. Yeah. Oh, we lost Melanie. Come back, Melanie. You're our entrepreneur. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. The Atari hotel. Yes, I seen that somewhere. Uh, I was just doing a quick search on it, uh, and just based on like some headlines, Atari is opening its own hotels in eight U.S. cities. Be I want to stay in the Pong room. <laughs> that seems like a dangerous room to hang out in. But then again, most of the games would be dangerous. So, eh, I guess. 
Chicago Atari Hotel to offer video game immersive experiences. That one's from the Chicago Tribune one day ago. If if the if the buildings really look like this, it's kind of awesome. Let's see if I can hold on. Wait. Yeah, no, the, the pictures are phenomenal. Yep. Um, let's see. Where hold did on. you go? Real quick. I wanted to edit my picture and it wouldn't let me. It kicked me out. Um, sorry everybody, I'm trying to take over the show. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there, I just wanted please, to show that. Please do. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's even got the Atari logo as the front of the building. Yeah, that, that oh, yeah. is a phenomenal building. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, that's fun. I want to slide down it. First thing that the Gundam should protect. I mean, Godzilla <laughs> attacks. They might as well make hotels. They don't make video games or systems anymore. <laughs> oh snap! They, well, what is it? They don't, man. They cannot. Yeah, you're right. They cannot. Well, that's how they make a comeback: an Atari in every room. <laughs> <laughs> that's you what know. they've been doing with all of these, like. Atari museum games, which are just like a thousand Atari games in, in one little disc. Uh, they've been bankrolling their their fight against Mecha Godzilla to protect their own hotel. That's just science, folks. That's that's just journalism. That's you heard business. it here. You heard it here. Speculative journalism. That's the thing, right? It's Did pretty any, much. Isn't that all thing. journalism? Is it's not? pretty much the only thing now. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. Forget investigative. Randy, you were saying words or just straight any <laughs> kind of responsible journalism at all. Right. Forget nah. that. Um, does anybody have any other movie or TV show related news? Because the next two stories. Oh, wait, I have one more. I was going to say the next two stories I have are Doctor Who, which will say Gwais. But I do have one more. And it's that apparently Linda Hamilton must have done uh, had done an interview recently because I've seen several Linda Hamilton this and Linda Hamilton that. And it's like, well, that's, you know. The movie's come and gone, so she must have given a rare interview, which she did. Linda Hamilton thinks box office may have finally killed the Terminator franchise. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think <laughs> it'll be back? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Until you until uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is actually no no longer on this planet. Are you kidding I, me? They brought back James Dean. Fair enough. They Fair haven't enough. yet, but they've brought back they Arnold should, and PG a couple times. In fact, James Dean should be the next Terminator. The, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. As Arnold. Speculative. James Dean as Arnold. As Terminator. <laughs> Give Arnold a little bit of swagger. I think yeah. it will be around until after after our generation is gone. <laughs> if, if you make no, James we, Dean... We pretty much hit that groove. If you make James Dean uh, Arnold, <laughs> you're going to have an Arnold with very poor, slouchy posture. He's just like sauntered. James Dean always did. He's got a real attitude. He's like slouched to the side. If he if he hadn't have died young, he would have had a back problem. You know it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Food slaughter. You're probably right. <laughs> you, real quick, you, you know how you can fix if you have to start getting a back home? You take roll-up socks and then you push put them there and then you push back against them and that's like the exercise you're supposed to do to get rid of it huh socks interesting mm -hmm. i use tennis balls that will work too so i wanted to mention this terminator story for two reasons one we actually just recently watched the movie uh terminator oh. dark fate melanie and i did Was it, yep. is it worth a worth a rental i listen it gets ridiculous but i actually really enjoyed it i thought it was some of it was legitimately good, and there's a couple moments that it 
and it is it's it's like just taking advantage of of the terminator being the character that it is but then it does things with it that are freaking hilarious yeah i no i think it's good i think it's i think it's way better than genesis yeah really and yeah, it, i've liked them all i've liked all of them in some way really I have enjoyed every Terminator movie. Well, I'm not saying any of them are good. I didn't hate <laughs> I didn't hate Salvation. Like a lot of people like Salvation's kind of remembered as being a, a just a bad movie, but I didn't hate Salvation. No, Terminator I 3, right. I never liked Terminator 3 though. Yeah. And Genesis was okay. It's definitely but, the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Genesis I mean, how do you jump the shark in the Terminator franchise? You you kind of can't. <laughs> Just being more than because there aren't any sharks, the robots killed them all. But this one, not that it's not a little convoluted because it's the Terminator franchise, but it wisely simplified like, stepped because Terminator Genesis started going so convoluted and it just crazy, timey wimey ridiculousness. John Connor's a, a robot now, and this and that, like kind of kind of ridiculous this one smart smartly steps back a little bit just like nope here's what it is it's fairly straightforward maybe a little silly still but fairly straightforward i don't want to give any spoilers though so andrew has a really good question and i think it's directed at you randy uh (laughs) is it better than brightburn because I love that movie. I know, God, <laughs> you're just trying to needle me, Andrew. <laughs> Brightburn. Okay, so, uh, uh, oh, I was I was very entertained by that comment thread. Uh, I don't. We're the salty bunch. I think it's fine. I don't. And maybe this didn't totally come across in our 45 minute long hate session that we did <laughs> for our Brightburn review, but I didn't hate Brightburn. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad movie, but man, I had no expectations for Dark Fate, Terminator Dark Fate. And for whatever reason, I had very high expectations for Brightburn, and it did not meet them. Dark Fate, it exceeded my expectations because I had none. (laughs) So um, Brightburn's problem was I was expected better. Yeah. So you liked it better than Brightburn. (laughs) You know what? I did. I did like it better than Brightburn. Here's the thing, though. Terminator. Despite what uh, Linda Hamilton says here, we're going to get another Terminator. And we've had more than one Terminator. Brightburn, you only get one chance to do evil. uh, If you're not DC, you only have one chance to do evil horror movie version of Superman origin story. And they blew it. You better nail it. And they didn't. You forgot <laughs> forgotten movie when it should be a, a it should be a timeless horror classic. It should be one of those movies where it's like this almost shouldn't have worked, but it's amazing. Right. <laughs> there were parts that were really good. I just wish they would have followed him. <laughs> I yeah. actually yeah. inspired by that randomly watched some review on YouTube. I, I don't remember what it was, but they kind of nailed it. They didn't hate it either, but they're like the the pacing they pointed out the pacing and i think that's something we really kind of hit on during that episode we did on it the pacing just like it could have been fixed with some proper pacing you don't get a sense of who the kid is before he's a soulless murderer mm-hmm. like so like they really missed the opportunity to opportunity to embrace whatever 
whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, just the thing about video is you just see the moment where Randy gives up. <laughs> before the video starts but forget about it oh oh andrew's got a good point here uh i expected Brightburn to be an evil superman and it was better than most dc movies of recent times yeah solid point i can't disagree that's not hard I, yeah i can't disagree with you there DC, even when I don't have high expectations for them, somehow fail me. Don't meet my expectations. <laughs> yeah. We should, uh, should we talk about uh, Birds of Prey? Because they wouldn't even watch the trailer. I've seen the trailer. Did we talk about it last week? Let's talk about Did it. We? I haven't watched the trailer, so I really can't say much. Oh, let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, is see, anyone excited about it? or does It's everyone... getting good reviews. Oh, people have already seen it? I say it had, I think it had the London London premiere. And it's okay. getting decent. It's getting above average reviews. It's because they didn't have any expectations. We should learn something from London. Well, and they, Sorry, go they ahead. took out some of the crappy elements. Like, I don't, uh, the, the, well, they took out the damaged elements. Uh, <laughs> what, what are you talking about, Paul? <laughs> and they, they really went with more of a uh, centralized story. A story, was, I know, crazy. A movie with a story and a plot. <laughs> it kind of, even though it's Birds of Prey, it kind of looked like the Harley Quinn movie to me, though. Right, which I I guess would be all right. I suppose they do it right. Well, see, and I, I guess you know, at end of the day, it's like the not the revelation of Harley, but the uh, independence of Harley. The basically, yeah, yeah. It's it's like the um. Uh, Tyler Perry's something strong woman movie. Yeah. With, with Harley. Um, you know, there was an interview with uh, Margot Robbie. They were talking about how uh, originally they were going to do Gotham City Sirens, which would be really cool. But she's like, uh, then they decided, and she was in on it with the story. She's like, no, let's do, uh, um, Birds of Prey instead, because there are other female characters in the universe that don't get as much attention as Harley, Ivy, and you know Catwoman. The the so, bad girls, or well, not really the bad word girls. Yeah, so I, I'm really interested to see how this movie does, and I do want to go see it. I'll probably rent it because I was a fool and. And bought the extended version of Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, you did. You bought Suicide Squad so, so we can talk about it yeah. on the show. Mickey, well, you know what? I thought. I thought maybe if you make it longer, it will make more sense. Just like Batman v Superman, that movie actually was improved by an extended cut. And I wouldn't have thought that because I thought it was long and boring the first time I watched it. I was wrong about that when it came to Suicide Squad. More is not better for that movie. No. Well, I mean, I get the thinking there because that movie was definitely a case of like it was a mess to begin with and you kept hearing you know they recut it they recut it yeah. they recut this they hired the the company that does movie trailers to edit this film you're like oh this is going to be a mess so yeah. you would think oh an extended cut maybe that is that the director's cut is that going to be better right will more context lend to the narrative again like batman v superman that will, narrative was improved i can't re recall the director's name offhand but i will say he's 
he's smart in not pulling a Fantastic Four director guy mistake. He stood by it. He's like, you know, it's a little bit different than what I had envisioned. But yeah, no, it's good. And like even recently, there was some story for whatever reason where he still stands by Suicide Squad. He's like, I stand by it. I made that movie. It's it's a good movie. Whereas, you know, the guy that did Fantastic Four before the movie was even out, he's like, this is not my vision. (laughs) That's not a good way to like (laughs) ensure you're going to have a long industry, a long career in the industry. Right. Well, in the Birds of Prey trailer, two things got me. I was sold with Ewan McGregor and the hyenas. The hyenas. Well, we did talk about this a little bit last week because what it really struck me as is like, we've got Harley Quinn in her apartment with her hyena pets. I'm like, Oh, it's the Harley Quinn comic book. The, the kind of the more modern Harley Quinn comic book they were doing where they really embraced the, she's our Deadpool. Like it's straight up comedy, uh, series. And that's what this movie kind of struck me as. I was like, yeah, I think we're going to get a decent, like, Harley origin to where she gets her own foothold in the DC universe, wherever it's going. Shazam 2. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the only other movie I can imagine getting a sequel at this point. When's Wonder Woman coming out? Oh, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of that's probably the next one. cut trailers, how about... the? Just make me that trailer two hours long. I'll watch that. Right. She can ride lightning now. Sold. It looks Ragnarok, so why not? (laughs) That's exactly kind of it with that trailer. It looks, you know, they kind of took that aesthetic, at least in the promotional. And I love sleazy Nathan Fillion. Always. (laughs) I love Nathan Fillion in any state. There we go. I've got a good segue if we want to get into the Doctor Who stuff. Let's get into the Doctor Who stuff. Because I love Captain Jack in any state. And, I mean, if somehow you're listening to this or watching this later and haven't had the uh, Season 12, Episode 5 spoiled for you, I don't know how. I just did. Congratulations. I just did because I had had that whole episode spoiled we're gonna go full spoilers we're not gonna even hold anything back we're just full spoilers <laughs> might as well not everyone use that british treatment fugitive of the jadoon jadoon um on the moon because one of the stories i have the segue asked over there is doctor who the significance of casting the first black doctor i'm actually not going to get too much into that the thing that struck my interest in this story and this is definitely going to be something we will be talking about here in a moment is some quotes from Chimnall. So maybe I'll hold off or can't call him Chimnall. That's too much respect. Quotes from <laughs> Chibi. From Chibi. <laughs> That's, is that going to catch on? Like we had a, the moth. <laughs> now we got Chibi. The grand, I, have a, I have a nickname for him, but I don't think it's here appropriate. No, nope. probably not. <laughs> I can't bleep in a live episode no i know okay so man for real i was about to i i tweeted this just before uh shortly before we started the stream tonight uh from the grolix account it was like uh we've been doing these weekly doctor who reviews on the live show and i was seriously contemplating just i you know what stop talking about doctor who for a while because after the last two episodes man like i had no hope in this in this season they were downers last episode was just very blah and forgettable 
And the season, the episode before that still actively makes me angry because just how bad it was. And then they, they, they do this. Then they do the episode that actually like, uh, Jesse, Paul and myself were chatting about, uh, on messenger the other day. And I'm like, it, they actually did an episode that's got us excited to talk about it and got us speculating. Um, did you guys now that doesn't necessarily mean we like it though. So what did you guys think of this episode? Did you guys enjoy this episode? Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much. Melanie. Um, kind of, but kind of not. I mean, it overall I did. I, I suppose there's some things that annoyed the crap out of me. Um, but whatever. Okay. Um, I, I liked it. I liked it. I mean, it's not perfect, but God, what an improvement. Yeah. I, I liked it. Like night and day. The, I mean, the most negative thing I have to say about it, although we haven't even really gotten into it, so maybe that'll change, is that it set up a lot of things that seem really cool, and that worries me because Doctor Who in general has not traditionally been great at living up to the things that it itself sets up you know mm -hmm. so especially I, under chibi I, I mean i feel like moth really conditioned me that way he is terrible about it but um the only way they can they can redeem themselves to me is if this actually links in with that one episode of the rosa parks one where that guy popped in and then disappeared and we didn't hear anything about it for forever remember that guy no wasn't it the, rosa the nazi guy? yeah the time nazi guy yeah oh the okay. anti-Jack. If, if that's linked with Jack and it, and, and whatever, oh. then I might be okay with it. What if he's the lone Cyberman? A Cyberman and a neo-Nazi? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, like the Daleks, they're all about the master race. And marching. Very stiffly. <laughs> yeah. Not much of an upgrade. They need to work on their knees. Okay, so let's okay, let's tackle the big things. Uh Dr. Jack. Dr. Jack. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Jack. Jack. That Dr. was the first spoiler I got. And it was just What's like boom, blatant. And John Barrowman like, did you miss me? <laughs> and like, Damn. Yes. <laughs> yes. And now I know you're there. Thanks. It wasn't like the American broadcast hadn't even happened yet. This is like no. 3 p.m. on a Saturday, uh, Sunday. Sunday, yeah. I say, yeah. He posts. He posts on Twitter. Uh, there's all these articles coming out of England that it that he's on there. It's just like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah, right. it sucks. So Jesse, okay. I guess the big thing we're going to talk about is the spoilers themselves because Jesse had messaged me, and we actually normally we try to watch it pretty early before the it runs over here through unscrutable means but um magic magic but <laughs> and jazz hands and jazz hands <laughs> you don't know how to do they that are magic come on <laughs> that's right um but uh melanie and i had went to my mom's house and we were there all evening and didn't get home till late so i actually managed to miss all the spoilers because for one day out of the year i was uh, fairly unplugged from the internet and we didn't watch it early like we usually do but jesse had sent me a message warning me about spoilers and how he was irritated and i was like oh okay well i'll just stay off social media and hurry up and like let's watch this episode 
And then we watched it. We got to uh, Captain Jack. I was like, oh, well, that sucks. That's got to be the spoiler. <laughs> was that the spoiler? Was that the only spoiler you guys got? No, 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 it was not the only spoiler I got. What's so crappy about that is Captain Jack's not even like, that's right. not that big of a surprise. Like we knew he was going to show so up. We knew, yeah, we knew he was coming. Season sometime. Yo, yeah, yeah. It's, we, we, we knew he was coming. We just didn't know when. It, you know, it would have been nice to just watch it and be like, oh, cool. Okay, this is the episode. Yeah. You know. That and that's kind of how I felt. Like I was, I didn't have the, I didn't have him spoiled on this, but I was like, he showed up. It's like, oh, it's exciting, but it's like I, I knew it was going to happen sometime. I kind of expected he was going to be what, you know, he was going to show up in the first episode when it turned out to be the new master. But dude, to get spoiled on the other big thing, yeah, the arguably much larger thing in a headline. I didn't even have to read the article. Ooh, that's nope. bad. I mean, it was basically like the article or headline that you you referenced earlier. It was uh-huh. basically that. It was like, so-and-so is cast. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. And it was like, boom. And then, and then I got spoiled. And then I got screenshots of the inside of her. Oh, uh-huh. my gosh. Domicile. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, are you kidding me? I haven't even watched the episode yet. And I'm seeing everything. I'm seeing everything. Well, and then everyone's solution was, well, you know, on Doctor Who Day, you you know you should just have like a total social media blackout it's like uh no in every time zone apparently cuz because i wasn't thinking about it at 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. no because whatever. yeah we don't get it until much later or if you don't have cable like you know the i next get it on day, the next day yeah i could watch it the next day right i have things i need to do on social media you right. know so Isn't i just I, I try to avoid this stuff but when the article says Captain Jack is back or there's no avoiding that. Yeah. So-and-so is the first black doctor. You're like, what the crap? Yeah. It's so funny because Captain Jack is like, seems like such, that's such a, like a minor spoiler at this point when you're just yeah. like compared to another doctor. It's like, wait, what? I would have been, I oh, I feel I like I would have counts been, though. What? I don't think this counts though. It, it's interesting. There's so much to look at to read into here with this doctor. Um, and obviously, I we say, don't even know how the story is going to pan out. Before we get into the episode, it, this these spoilers did raise a question. Would we, as Doctor Who fans, be willing, as American Doctor Who fans, be willing to watch Doctor Who at an earlier time slot? Like simulcast with Britain. That's the only way I could see stuff not getting spoiled. I'd be well, willing. I, what time is it going to be? It's going to be like four o'clock in the morning. Maybe or like mid- I mean, I would, but midday or whatever. It'd be like, like one be, one p.m. Central yeah, time. I'd say it'd be about lunchtime. Yeah, I did that Sunday. when when they did the regeneration. You know, like they they did a simulcast for the regeneration. They they've done the simulcast a few times in the past. And if I can, if I can make it happen, I do. You know, like the fiftieth anniversary, I watched it twice. I watched it when it simulcast, and I watched it when um, it aired again for the for the united states so yeah i would do it i i think that's the only way moving forward spoilers are going to stop right well generally they're not that i mean you always have to risk it a little bit but i'm not defending them but dude spoilers this big as a and it's so irritating to be behind the the time schedule but as a news outlet how do you not run it? I mean, maybe don't put it in the headline, but they kind of had to. I, I'm assuming 
somebody dropped it and they're just like get on it get on it like yeah they gotta be first yeah in this game i mean i'm not saying it's cool it sucks because right as i I say it sucks for us and other countries who are behind the uh airing schedule yeah okay Uh, so i just just the other the end other shoe the other shoe dropping on on my story uh holly had zero spoilers somehow Oh, she, and I, because I, I had said avoid it at all costs. I'm not. I didn't even say it out loud. Like I didn't say avoid Doctor Who spoilers because our phones listen to everything. <laughs> so uh, I, I just, yeah, I you're right. If you say Doctor Who out loud, it's going to start. Uh, Google's yeah, going to give you like, notifications. Do, stay off Facebook. I uh, very, that's why I said spoilers. Stay off Facebook. I very rarely have anything spoiled, and I don't know why that is either. But I never, I never see anything about anything ever. I don't know how, how, because you're on Facebook fairly often. I know. Hey, Jasper. But you know, um, I don't. I don't look at that kind of stuff normally. I'm not. I'm not normally a, a um, entertainment news type of person. I'm more science and. You know. So you probably haven't like liked the Doctor Who Facebook page, or. I don't know. I, don't I did see one post uh, in one of the groups. Uh, I think it was one of the groups associated with Gallifrey Stan's podcast, oh, okay. and it was just like a questionnaire, like a a, a quiz or a, a poll about you know what they thought. Even in that, they were so smart about the way they was the fugitive guilty or what they thought of something about the fugitive of Jadoon. And I seen that and I was like, huh, not gonna read anymore. But like, at least they were decent and they weren't just right. like, what'd you think of the, the yeah. new doctor? Yeah, I think that the, the rhinos were mean. Mean, and I was surprised that they killed so many people. Oh yeah, the brutal. Like the well, the old lady, and then uh, the shop, the shop, the the store owner guy, yeah. the cafe guy. Hey, which snitches get stitches, dude? <laughs> he got that, more than stitches. Man. I laughed. <laughs> I laughed so that I laughed so hard. Because that scene had one of the funniest, silliest moments in all of Doctor Who that I've ever seen. Okay, so the Jadoon are like, you know, he's talking to the cafe. The cafe guy's talking to them. Gives them this dossier, which, by the way, Ruth, don't be so friendly to that guy. He's right. a straight-up stalker. That guy's right. weird. Yeah. Weirdo. Uh, the cake did amuse me though that you could do better. <laughs> you could do better. <laughs> that made me laugh. But what, what who came what, in and said that's the worst cake ever? Was that the doctor or Graham? Somebody was like, "That's the worst cake ever." Oh, I, I think it might have been, been Graham. The, oh, it was Graham. Yeah, I think it was Graham. Um, but when the Jadoon grabs the dossier and then turns, uh, oh, has, he- it's always a vape haze. Um turns and knocks over the stuff and the and the the guy pushes the jadoon the jadoon gasps it and really it was the fuck it. <laughs> because it's such it. like a he's like <gasps> it's yeah it sounds exactly like that it's not like a monstrous or it's not like oh it's like <gasps> it's such a breathy gasp <laughs> coming out of this ridiculous rhino monster's face i lost it oh so good. Rewatch it. Rewatch really, it for that moment. I really like the Jadoon. Like that. I want I like more episodes they, of the Jadoon. I like that they kept with <laughs> the kind of like strict Jadoon, and they didn't 
roll back and and make them comedy relief like they did the Santarans. Yeah. The I noticed they only for the most part only ever showed one like the took the like I guess maybe they had other others at different scenes but for the most part we got the captain apparently female Jadoon. Mm-hmm. Um the animatronics or whatever it was they were doing however the puppetry in the mask was really good. I thought I thought like the the makeup the whole thing i thought it looked really good yeah could they use some slime though they didn't no you don't have to slime up that kind of creature i guess it seems to be the season of face shots though like they really they really focus in on the faces all the time you're right but it worked okay here yeah no it was fine on this i like those creatures um yeah i like the jadoon stuff that was a lot of fun well, I, I do want to say, you know, their uh, murdering spree was minor compared to, like, say, when the uh, Daleks or Cybermen come to Earth. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. Well, that's because they're not the big bad. They're actually really not technically a bad at all. They're good yeah, guys they're, trying to catch a bad guy. They're not evil. They're, they're just trigger happy police. Yeah. Right. But they're still kind of like. I mean, they keep saying police, but they're they're mercenaries, right? They're like uh, they're hired, yeah. It's yeah. like they're a police force, but they don't have jurisdiction on Earth. That's the thing. Like, how do they? That's my first question. Is like, how do they expect to just show up, take their masks off, and not have everybody freak out? I guess they just don't care. But like, I, well, they're like they've been visited by aliens so many freaking times. That's what they got <laughs> to right. by now. Yeah. Good well, point. I mean, like that was the thing is the the coffee shop owner just didn't even care. That was the one thing that I was that did take me out for a second. I was like, it's a space rhino, dude. You have no fear. He even said it. He's like, space rhino. He's <laughs> just like, and that was his, it, it, that was it. That was his acceptance <laughs> of it. And then he's just like, I got a dossier on this guy. <laughs> wait, wait, you're taking him down? All right. <laughs> I want to know what he had on Ruth. Oh, goodness. <laughs> a shrine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, How, that's kind of creepy now that I think about it. Because that's if I were the doctor and yeah, and I was talking to some guy that was obsessed with me and I didn't even know it, that'd be like stalker scary movie time. I mean, he obviously didn't have too much on Ruth, or else he wouldn't be able to track something about the doctor down. Right. Well, um he didn't look into her back story at all. No, nope. I mean, how's a regular person supposed to find anything out about the doctor? Right. It happens. There's a whole internet group in. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Russell T. Davies era, with yeah. the, the first d- ever season of the new era. Yeah, yeah. That's well, not like, a great, great. Sometimes episode. she'll meet like government people that don't know who she is. So she's weird to me. No, yeah. Yeah, boy. You know, it's Doctor Who. It's very inconsistent. That's true. Um. So I, I was happy to see him bring back the. Uh, Oh no, I can't even think of what it's called. Uh, where where she hides herself? Oh, the fob. Uh, what is it called? Chameleon Arch? No. Well, I mean, the, they brought up no the uh, the psychic paper. No, the oh. basically um, the fob watch. I thought yeah, the fob watch basically. Arch. Yeah. No, the chameleon the chameleon circuit's the thing that's broken on the TARDIS. Well, the chameleon circuit is what disguises the tar- TARDIS. Yeah, the chameleon arch is different. Yeah. Say it might, yeah, that might be what it is, but yeah, I was really happy to see that came back because that was one of my favorite tenant episodes was uh, Smith and Jones. Mm-hmm. 
So to see that brought back was really oh, there, cool. Yeah, there was a deal with the watch, huh? Yeah, I'm like, and when they said break the glass, y- you kind of started to get the hint, and even without the spoilers. You're like, now wait a minute. Well, I started to suspect my theory going into it before the big <laughs> reveal, like once it, they were getting m- much further into the episode, I was like, is this because they did the whole thing? They did this thing with the master before. I was like, is this another master? Like, are we just going to get like a couple different incarnations of the master in one season, which is kind of an intriguing oh, yeah. idea? Yeah. Um, the Ronnie. Yeah. We still got the Ronnie out there somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, I did not see the doctor. I did not see it being the doctor. Um, rewatching it because I rewatched it today. Uh, there is there is a pretty obvious giveaway in that when that chick um, Gat she shoots the guy that it seemed like was the main fugitive. Turns out he wasn't the main fugitive. Mm-hmm. She says he you know he was you know a faithful companion and then shoots him. Right. And I was like, uh, right. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know why I, that just kind of blew by. Well, even Holly mentioned that, and I guess I didn't. I didn't think much of it, but yeah, but see, yeah there were, obvious tell. Yeah, so yeah, there were about three buildups to the reveal. There was the faithful companion when she had the uh, like uh, vision. Well, the the vision then just aha moment. I know how to take down a Jadoon. <laughs> I know. I know kung fu. I know Venetian keto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I, I know. Uh, Jadun judo uh and then the break the glass it's like okay it's a smith and jones uh, situation but then was it is she a doctor or is she a master you know it could have went either way and then yeah it turns out she's doctor yeah i mean when there's the tardis when jody digs up the tardis like I'm right okay. <laughs> yeah uh so so knowing that it was coming i i had some geek out moments when she was like talking about her backstory like that she'd been that they had um she'd lived there from like the 70s the lighthouse and then they're driving in a vw bug so like all of that are like eighth doctor nods because there's big finish stories where the eight, the eighth doctor lived on earth kind of like um the third doctor did during the 70s and so he's like having his own adventures in the 70s at the same time the third doctor is and he drives around a beetle during that time so mm-hmm. yeah. I, I was thinking of the thing rock thing that moved. yeah I thought of that too I was like <laughs> they should nod to that but like last time I was a lighthouse that didn't go oh so yeah well. yeah yeah <laughs> I really like that episode yeah it's a really good story um disturbing but yeah awesome okay so let's hear let's hear oh and this episode's gonna start going kind of long um before we get to theories because that's a whole nother thing theories is what we think um mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about uh, Captain Jack real quick. In that, <clears throat> how did you guys? What did you guys think of his appearance here? I mean, I I thought I thought he was great and he was written well. He felt like right. Captain Jack, right? And I'm glad he's there. Once he said, once he said, you know, it was clear he had to get out of there, and he's like, "But I'll see, you. I'll see her again. Maybe not soon." I'm like, oh. So yeah. but it's not like he's going to be with us for a couple episodes. He's going to show up back at, you know, show up at the end of the season or something again. I was kind of disappointed about that. Yeah. Overall, my only real complaint about it is that it felt really tacked on like this whole, like it's just this extra little yeah. slap it onto the side. It's fine. I'm glad to have it there because 
It was like a red herring. It was like a, it was like look at look at this hand so you don't notice what's happening over here. You know what? I bet you're right. I bet you're right. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Because so I, I, I definitely feel cheated by his uh appearance, especially with there there was an article with uh Chibi yesterday. It's catching on. He won't be back this season. Oh, don't what? tell no, us that. No, that's not they lie. Showrunners lie, it doesn't matter. I hope so. I think if not, I feel really cheated. Yeah. I, I read something to the contrary that he will be back this season. I say because yeah, Chibi was saying Jack won't be back this season. It's like, uh, then why? So do we not get a payoff on the she won't need him till next season? Mm, yeah. Cause he said he'll be back when she needs him. I kind of worry about that because Chibnall's track record <laughs> with with payoffs you know like again we're still wondering who that who that guy in the rosa parks episode was it's like i i worry about his ability to story arc mm-hmm. uh, we know that he can do it uh based on previous shows i say yeah. torch road was fine yeah but can you do it here and now i mean it the, the track record right now is not so high right. <laughs> yeah teeth guy Teeth monster. No, 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 not a convincing point here. That, when that shit came out, I was like, uh oh, is she is she another tooth-based creature? She's that weird oh, no. thing on the side oh, of her God. on the one side of her head. Um check her teeth. Is she a scorpion? Oh, he, <laughs> I, oh I, just I, thinking about that makes this episode worse. <laughs> you can hear. All right, we'll move re- remove him until he's ready to come back. Are you ready? When um when the okay. guy that I we or I assumed was her the 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 one uh, Ruth her name Ruth yeah Ruth's mm-hmm. husband or boyfriend or whatever when he died my I was like oh this is this is going to be nice for uh, the old guy and uh, it's you know another <laughs> lady. He can, uh, uh, it would have been super cheesy if they just like, hey, look, you get a new grandma. <laughs> well, I mean, they look very similar. Graham's got a type. <laughs> You're not my grand. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you imagine how Ryan would be? He'd be all, yeah, he would dig it. He'd be all, <laughs> like most of the time, he doesn't even want Graham around, but all of a sudden, he's super protective. Yeah. <laughs> You know, one thing, uh, Captain Jack in there, the way they treated him, and he's like, they played up like, he's kind of cheesy, but like good cheesy, like inferring that like, you know, he comes from a cheesier t- period of time, and right. how, yeah. and apparently, apparently Captain Jack commented like, oh, you guys are sassy, I like sassy, so does, do the writers think that these companions come across as sassy? No, they're so vanilla. Right? They're so bland and boring and m- yeah. mm-hmm. mopey. Like they do not listen. It makes me think that the writers have one idea of what these characters are in their head, and none of that comes across because I feel like they think that's not how these people come across. Because Jack, they were Jack say, met they were absent. <laughs> yeah, she was sassy. Yeah, <laughs> the sassiest character that's ever been on Doctor Who, aside from the Ninth Doctor. Uh, notice they were absent for most of this episode, and it was oh, yeah. a good episode. Yeah, yeah. So, because what are they doing there? 
Nothing. They're there to introduce Jack. They're there. <laughs> yes. Yes. They're there to ask questions so that there can be exposition like there always is. Right. For they don't Jack. need that, though, because then they just do cheesy voiceovers. We're being pulled by a tractor beam onto their ship. We see that. We don't need voiceover Ruth telling us that. <laughs> right. It's like when Jody was I'm these I'm sorry this is such a minor pet peeve but it's what Jody when they're in the car in one of the Spyfall episodes and she's like I'm not in control of it it won't stop we're watching the same show you are Jody you don't have to tell us <laughs> you know it'd be like Star Wars with the only person that you're around is C3PO oh god cuz yeah he won't stop Could you imagine me. that movie oh no <laughs> See, that's the prequel movie we all need. <laughs> C3PO. But, I mean, the story where C3PO teams up with Jar Jar. That's what we oh, want. Oh, oh. That, that, like was Jar Jar? Jar? that was Phantom Menace, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm no, not sure I mean, if I've even ever watched it. That's part of what made this movie good. It, this movie, I'm sorry. This episode work was it went back to the standard formula. Even though the reveal was Ruth ended up becoming, revealing herself as the doctor, it was doctor, one companion, singular mission, set of aliens. It, it was a little weird to have story for a moment. It was a little weird to have the reversal to where just for a moment, our doctor was, was the companion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of fun now that I think about it. Well, and to have our doctor confused as to what's going on, like, wait, hold on. I don't know what to do in this situation. And being told not to talk. Yeah, yeah that I was, was going to awesome. say, I, yeah. it must be really frustrating not to get you, be able to get yourself to shut up. <laughs> but that would be the problem the doctor would have. I know. Pretty much all incarnations of the doctor. Um, you know, and I mean, they proved they have the winning formula. They just have to utilize it more. I, I don't think it's you can get away with having more companions. You just have to have good writing. <laughs> well, and go back, go back to where it's not. And I, I, I have to be careful how I say this. I don't necessarily, I'm not against like the social justice episodes, but. Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> Oh, Paul, does what does the doctor hate all men now? No. <laughs> like a don't piece of garbage. <laughs> Every episode doesn't have to have an after school special feel. Mm-hmm. Well, the yeah. after school, okay, so this, after- this is the show. This has always been a show about an alien who protects us from aliens no see you're tripping into an area that really i'm i'm very glad you brought this up because that's been like that was one of the big complaints i heard after whatever that super horrible episode where um the people were mutated whatever yeah a lot of people are like i'm tired of this you know why does it have to be political but i think that's fine i think it's fine to have that message if you want to have some type of message every episode even i'm fine with that just handle it well because yeah. if there's a medium to do that, it's science fiction. Like, arguably, that's what science fiction should do. Even Doctor Who. And traditionally, it hasn't always done that. Sometimes it hasn't done that. And when it does do that, even the old series, it didn't necessarily do it well. 
uh, you know, like happiness patrol and stuff like that would have commentary on various things, very kind of classic sci-fi social commentary. It was always a little on the nose, but well, I mean, just, this, it's hard this, not to have some kind of social commentary in fiction in general. Like you go back to the basically the second episode. Well, even the first episode of Doctor Who ever. They're worried about this this girl in their class that's not um, this that's kind of out to lunch. So they follow her home and find the TARDIS. You know, it's like in a, in a sense, that's not. That's not virtual signaling and it's not about some social issue, but in another sense, it is. They were worried about this, this, uh, this young girl who lives with her grandpa, um, not making the grade, you know, like, I mean, like, that's the thing that teachers think about all the time is what's happening at home. We don't know what's happening at home kind of thing. And so, I mean, like if you, you can break down any story and go, oh, well, this is a social issue that's what good storytelling does. Now the difference is, do you, yeah. Do you, do you PSA it? Do you, do you knowing is half the battle it? Do you, you know, what's going on there? I don't think you're wrong, uh, wrong, wrong, raw. I don't think you're wrong, Paul, in, in the necessarily the after school special thing, because that one episode for sure. Like I didn't mind the commentary on the Vor Google thing. I thought that was actually kind of interesting. But, dude, yeah, I mean, if don't end your episode with the doctor giving a lecture directly into camera and then cutting to a cheesy ro- uh, rubber monster. Um, exactly. I want an episode where everybody dies and the doctor tells a poem and then laughs as they end the show. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, yeah. like Jesse said, there's always been aspects of, you know, the social and stuff like that. Uh, the, uh, what was it? The Atmos episode where the cars. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, dude, oh, yeah. It, they're never coy about this stuff, man. They're you know, never but coy. I mean, the world where everyone lives in their cars and it's just like horrible pollution. Is that the one with yeah. the cat people and the crabs? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you look at what goes on today. It's not terrible. Yeah. You know, and then they had the cars that decided they were going to take off, take care of half the population just to help better the planet it, it i mean if you're going to be social about it be social about it but just just don't throw it in everyone's face <laughs> if you're going to be social about it be social about it but do it behind your own private back your own private doors <laughs> do it in your own backyard not my backyard no you could do it in my backyard just now listen this whole wait, thing we can do it in your backyard tired... wait a minute <laughs> you can do it, in you do it in my backyard no, <laughs> my backyard Uh, yeah so uh, i mean okay so along these lines they're i mean it's fully intentional what they're doing Mm. because people we we now have a black female doctor oh yeah yeah but actually like that was the most yeah that was i like how they handled it it didn't matter well no and it and it shouldn't that is the way they should handle it but she's a black female doctor for nelson mandela is dead or was dead you know what well, like alternate reality. It's not. It's it's not our. No, I'm glad you mentioned that too. You guys are segueing too quickly. That's, for a, good, me. that's, a, good, that's a good segue. <laughs> because, quote, where'd it go? I lost my quote. Hold on. I think I know this quote. This is from Chibi himself, which is total lies. I'm sure. Um, probably. So I think it's more misdirection. 
The important thing to say is she is definitely the doctor. There's no, there's not a sort of parallel universe going on. There's no tricks. Joe Martin is the doctor. End quote. Doesn't disprove my theory. No, I just love that because man, he got he jumped on that quick. Angry white dudes, angry white dudes on this on this like this run since Jody. Like that's a whole nother new subset going on. It's probably not new. They've probably always been there. But now I no see women. Them. Ooh, no black we, we almost we don't need more podcasts, but we should just do a podcast called Angry White Dudes. Angry white dudes. And then just spin it on its head. I bet oh, that I've podcast thought, is out there. I bet that podcast. I've thought there. about I've thought about a similar show to that. Yeah. Um, but dude, as soon as like it was re- at first, it was like the doctor, what? And then it's like, oh, those YouTube reviewers are gonna be so upset now. <laughs> That's like the second thought that went to my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure it, it takes you out of oh, it. Yeah. Um Holly, Holly was frozen. It was awesome. See, seeing the reveal through the eyes of somebody that didn't see it coming. Yeah, that was worth it. Well, and this is on, there was another story. I don't think I, maybe it is a part of this one where the guy, I lost it. Okay. So. Hi, Eddie Fossler waving at me in the watch party. Hey, Eddie. The guy who played, I think, the the head of Vor. The head of Vor? Is that like the face of Vor or whatever? No, no the, evil the, Google. The CEO of Doctor Who Google. Okay. <laughs> um, had said recently in an interview that uh, he doesn't think we'd ever get... Uh, this is before this episode. Uh, he doesn't think we'd ever get a, a black doctor um, because, quote... Why have they? Why have we never had a black Doctor Who? They would rather have a dog do Doctor Who than a black person. There's no black people in Doctor Who. You gotta um, get some dogs. They're black people Doctor Who. He said we're still a long way away. The in group who are in charge of everything are getting complacent. Uh, but basically, I mean, very critically, like BBC is never going to give us a black Doctor. BBC is well, never going to give him another job. You know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever he makes the ginger joke, it's going to be like really serious because come on, yeah, people <laughs> still haven't been. A, yeah, yeah, virtue signal that. Uh, but to touch back on something, Melanie, they was stopped saying, making the ginger joke though. I know. To touch back on something, Melanie was saying was, um, okay, they have a black doctor, a black female doctor now, but it does kind of suck that it's a. It's not a normal doctor. Even yeah, if it turns out she's a normal smart. doctor, like it's it's definitely seems like it's going more of a war doctor thing, which is cool, but it's like it's not really a proper doctor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's say is it a throwback doctor? Is it like a future doctor? Is it Jesse's theory that we haven't talked about here yet? Yeah, let's get to it. This is going long, so we need to kind of start. Do it curving towards back home uh i say but really fast there was an article as we were talking about the first black doctor uh they wanted to make sure that it was really important that uh to not just have the first black doctor but to make sure that the timing was right the casting was right and that it fit the story not just to have the black doctor to have the black doctor which i 
that was kind of cool. Yeah, they wanted to have black actor to piss off all the white people. I mean, the angry white men. That's <laughs> yeah, not all the white people. Well, uh, that's why I may I... be angry at times. And I'm definitely a white man, but I'm not one of the angry white men. Right. It's because you yeah. live in Nebraska. That does not exist. No, there's an angry white men group yeah. at all. Uh, there's some angry white fragility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, those are all true words I made out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. But I out mean, of that mouth hole. Yep. They came out of the mouth hole. So, theories? What are, <laughs> yes, yes oh, so you talk about you yours. You my theory, man. <laughs> Okay, so Eddie's Eddie's chiming in on the uh, on the watch party, and uh, well, I'll just quick run through some of his comments because some of them are f- super fun, uh, like classic throwback stuff. Here, uh, he just watched the clip where Tom Baker, the Tom Baker Doctor, regenerated. So several of us have seen that regeneration. He's like where he where he falls. Spoilers, everybody. Tom Baker regenerated. Uh, he fell from, like, like w- from that tower and he, was, he lays on the ground and he's just like, now I die. <laughs> super Tom Baker dramatic about it. Uh-huh. So that, that was a super fun regeneration. Um, the Bugs Bunny regeneration. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also said that uh, John Hurt was a great doctor. He absolutely was. You know? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I want to be clear. I'm not like discrediting the John, the war doctor. Like, It'd be, I wish we ha- would have actually had more War Doctor in. Of course, you know, it wouldn't have worked out well in the long run anyway. But, you know, more TV Doctor. I want to, you know. Right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Baker, Tom Baker be like, bye losers. <laughs> and then uh, and then Eddie asks, are people legit triggered over the Black Doctor? Yes. Oh, yeah. Are they? I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, sure it, it, I, I'm not seeking that out, but if I mean, they're angry I've, about the little crap they've been angry about, this has got to make their brains boil. I've intentionally I say as much, if not more, as they were about a woman doctor. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have intentionally not. Yeah, I've not s- s- sought those videos out. I'm sure there are because there's, like I said, the one guy who was like so upset just by the dirty looks that Jody gives all the men. Because she hates men. Like, I'm sure those guys are not very happy. And I have not. I was like, I don't need to know. I know what they're probably saying. I don't need it. Because um, it doesn't change. The narrative that they're spewing is, yeah. It's copy-paste. Pointless. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so 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 do we get into theories? Yeah, man. Yes. I, yeah, okay. let's do it. So uh, I've got a whole bunch of theories. Uh, Gallifrey has got the matrix and that's my big, that's kind of my big linchpin thing. And it's a super, it's a super nerdy classic. The matrix, the, the Gallifrey and matrix that they tend to go into like, what was it? Um, the assassins where Tom Baker goes into the matrix. And then there's the time where, um, obviously trial of the time Lord, a lot of things happen in the matrix. And so uh, that made me think, you know, if the master goes and destroys Gallifrey, the matrix is supposed to be almost like the fail safe of the Gallifreyan um, race. And so what if it's like a hard drive and they've backed up all of Gallifrey? Um, And so what if Ruth is a regeneration from the backup of the doctor? And that would explain why, first of all, she doesn't have a sonic screwdriver and doesn't even know what it is. And second of all, very classic, 
her TARDIS is very classic. Yeah. Her mannerisms are very classic. She's more violent, like the more classic doctors were. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my theory right now is that she is, and 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 it it plays into Chibnall's talking points that she is the definite article, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she is just an like like we've kind of said maybe she's a branch off like the 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 Back to the Future. Um, idea where she is like an alternate she is an alternate timeline but she is the doctor and mm-hmm. and yet not the doctor in the sense that she may be um, a regeneration from a backup right but that's well, a really nerdy rabbit hole for them no, to take great. it's a weird twist but i no, i like it and i i have a feeling whatever the reason they'll go with will be a similar long i think she's definitely kind of a branch off of yeah older doctor i don't I, I wonder if they're going to tie in the Matrix thing, but that would be the smartest way to do it. And it's definitely less cheesy than, uh, you know, alternate or than, um, what would you call him? The tenant, the dupe doppeltenant. Oh, the, the meta crisis doctor. <laughs> yeah, where yeah. he's basically regenerated from a severed hand of the doctor. Well, I even uh, thought about the Valyard and thought, oh, hmm. you know, we've had bizarre, twisted. Uh, slight half breed regenerations before was the dream lord supposed to be some kind of psychic r- manifestation of regeneration? Mm. Somebody's hungry. Are they? That might have been me. I don't know. Um, I heard it in my head, which is where my <laughs> headphones are. So I don't know. I'm like, is that me? <laughs> I, they're pushing pretty hard against it being an alternate universe. And that was what I th- was thinking was the most plausible. Like a spider verse, <laughs> the, the yeah. doctor verse. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's what I thought is not, not necessarily the most plausible, but what they would most likely go with. But if, if Chibi's to be believed, that's definitely not the case. Maybe it's one of the millions of uh, lives uh, in that little cone shaped or not cone shell shaped prison thing that they had him in, but they all died huh so yeah there's skulls to build up the whatever never mind oh, oh but that yeah. was all like um it was implied that was all capaldi doctor specifically is that, or is that lawn. yeah see the question is though is chibi protesting too much oh about the alternate no no i i don't i think he would just I don't think so. Because I mean, he, he came he, out and shot that one down really fast. Yeah, but you can you can like try to misdirect people, and then you can straight up lie. But they're not going to straight up lie about it. They can't, and people would flinch them. Yeah, they can. They can do whatever they want. It's their show. Well, stupid of them to do it. No, I, I just uh, don't. I don't see it. I I think. I, I say the multiverse was my initial thought. And then after we were talking, I, I was thinking more about what Jesse said about the backup. And then I was wondering if the reboot could have happened when Gallifrey was saved during Ooh, the 11's uh, regeneration uh, fix when they were trying to figure out how to fix the 12 regeneration process. Hmm. That would be awesome. interesting if like when they did that, because they did it remotely too. 
what if when it, it went wrong? And it's ironic because uh, that plays into like uh, the thing that Eddie referenced because we you go back and what was what was that that weird goopy character called like the guardian or something the moment has been planned for yeah i never understood that because i mean at, on the weird, 50th, not necessarily cryptic yeah the uh you know the, the, they saved gallifrey but it was in like a pocket universe and you couldn't you, you knew it was safe but you couldn't go see it you know the doctor couldn't visit it now all of a sudden the doctor can go home so we're out of that pocket universe and when Eleven beat the regeneration, you saw and heard other Time Lords come through the crack. So did this regeneration, did this iteration of the Doctor happen then? And then she had like a Superman moment and get sent to Earth and has just been living on Earth forever. As, as a baby? <laughs> 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 well, she said she, you know, grew up in the lighthouse. Well, but she fobbed herself. Uh, my okay. So my concern about this is if they decide to try to do something more clever than they should, that really, I mean, in Doctor Who, like you, you're going to mess up the the canon is a mess anyway. But my worry is they're going to try to do something like that really kind of jacks with overall continuity mm-hmm. in a way that I don't know. Like little things mess up Doctor Who continuity and it doesn't like really matter. Song? Well, I mean, that's the other thing is a lot of people are, are claiming that this is just River Song. But why would River Song show up as the doctor? Because she had parents, she had their DNA. Right. Well, I mean, their their theory is that she steals the TARDIS, blah, blah, blah. But she burned through all of her regeneration, so she's not going to regenerate. So this isn't her. She said she's the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a good theory. But that's See, what, it's a very old uh, TARDIS. Let's right? kill Hitler. Oh, that was bad. Why did they make her? A, oh. Why did they make River Song at all? This show's terrible. This show's just always horrible. <laughs> it's such a mess. Even when it I ruins it. Doctor Who again. Because like it, like the picture I sent you guys. That was, that's very much Harnell's uh, uh, Harnell era TARDIS. Oh yeah, and rewatching it, that like there's a few things I kind of keyed into that I didn't. I mean, it definitely looks. Yeah, it looks closer to Hartnell's TARDIS than anyone else's. And some of the random like ambient background noises are so old series backgrounds. Yeah. It's definitely they had a, they had a coat rack or whatever too. Did, did it? Have, I, I didn't notice yeah. a coat rack. I think they had oh, a coat rack man. and everything. So it was definitely a throwback uh TARDIS. She's just an old doctor. I like the Matrix idea because I like I like the War Doctor, but I hate the idea of there being versions in between versions because we've seen at this point, we've seen all the regenerations of every doctor into the next. I hate the idea of there being forgotten ones just wedged in there somewhere. Right. At least with the war doctor, they had that gap between um, Eccleston and uh, McGann. Right. And they actually then went and filled it. And we got to right. see both sides of that. So, so is it possible then she's pre-hurt? it's possible like that's a another weird thing like again where it's 
where I say, don't mess with the continuity, but the continuity is a mess anyway, because what's the one episode that where Morpheus or Morbius or whatever, uh, where we see what looks like other incarnations of the doctor in his mind that we've never actually seen. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, the, the doctor Morbius. pretty well blacked out, you know, the war doctor altogether. So do we get to a point where we find Roos did something that was so something so bad that was worse than what the war doctor did? No, nah, I don't think they'd take that route again. Plus, where, I don't know, where, where, where would she be, though? Like, they don't have the slot in the doctors that we know that they can just slide her in there unless she's some type of, you know, a backup or another branch somehow uh eddie eddie took my theory and turned it into a song he says he turned it into that robert palmer song doctor doctor give me the news i got a backup of other use <laughs> that's great that was pretty that's incredible. pretty good that's pretty, pretty good incredible. yeah all right who has other things to say this conversation like i'm not sure what we didn't didn't hit but we hit a lot of stuff okay okay Huh? <laughs> yeah. No? I, I thought you were going to say something, Melanie. That she said she's good. Okay. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we just died. We died. I just died. Just inside. It's okay. <laughs> just inside. Um, so, Pippage. All right. So, hey, I was uh, recently... It seems like we we always have another one of these to promote, and I love it. I was recently on an episode of Covert Nerd Podcast, Yay! another one. Yeah, you should definitely go check it out. Um, Lee had me on to talk about our favorite. We both picked like top our top three favorite weird video game accessories. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and I'm gonna get his the address right. Covert Nerd. Does he have a covertnerd.net? Well, covertnerd.podbean.com will definitely get you there. Right. I believe it's .net. Yeah. Um, and Podbean. then GCU also, uh, this week I released a, I did another solo episode of GCU. I did, uh, I decided to ramble on about David Lynch for about 30 minutes. So go, go listen to that, I guess. Good. It was, it was, a, it was a fun uh, retrospective. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it was just like he released that short or they released that short of his on Netflix and I watched it and I was like, you know what? I haven't like watched or really talked about any David Lynch stuff in a long time. And uh, I figured it would at least be more entertaining than an hour and 40 minute long commentary track <laughs> for It Follows. <laughs> so um, yeah, if you if you are not a David Lynch fan actually I kind of recommend maybe you listen to it more than if you are a David Lynch fan because I try to explain at least to me why his weirdness appeals to me so I haven't seen most of the movies that you talked about so uh, I hadn't either it was pretty good uh, they're, they're, yeah uh, uh, Melanie I'm pretty sure you have um, yeah they're good I, if I were to recommend a David Lynch movie this is something I should, probably should have done but I didn't to somebody who's not familiar with it, I kind of think Blue Velvet might be the best place to start. Oh yeah, it's not a raised her head. No, don't no. don't start with a raised her head. <laughs> it's so amazing, like because that is pure on on distilled. Wait, is it distilled on diluted? Yeah, David Lynch. That was his first feature film, and he spent like 
how many years, three, four years making it. And he built designed and built all the sets himself. Like it's pure David Lynch. So um, maybe start with something that had more studio backing. (laughs) So he always has like a lot of control over his movies, but um, blue velvet is a nice mixture of like appropriately weird David Lynch with like still kind of thriller main won't totally lose a mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. It's my least favorite one, though. I think. I Wild at Heart's my least favorite. No, oh, yeah, and that's probably his most mainstream one, isn't it? It's got I don't know. It's got Nicolas Cage in it, right? I don't know if I've seen that one actually. I mean, not most mainstream, but like early mainstream. It's so that's the one that's got the most name recognition, probably. Oh, definitely. It's because yeah. it's got Laura Dern, William Cage. They're the two main leads, and then William Defoe. I'm surprised you haven't seen that one, Melanie. I don't think it, I have. It feels like, in a way, it feels like his crybaby. You know what I mean? Oh, I like crybaby, though. Oh, I know you do. But, like, it's his, you know, to compare odd directors. Yeah. Uh, John Waters. You know, they have very different styles. But, like, John, crybaby is, John, well, all of John Waters' movies are John Waters' bright, like, <laughs> yeah. movies. But I don't know where I'm going with this. You should watch Wild at Heart. You'll like it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Jesse, what do you got? You got anything to mention? I don't, I don't really think so. Uh, but I mean, like I, I'll, I'll segue into, uh, Paul's stuff. Uh, the things that I do have to mention is that grand comic con is coming up and I'm doing all sorts of stuff for grand comic con, including, uh, we're, we're launching a, uh, a puppet show there, which I've been, I've mentioned that a, a few times on the show, uh, the Zeke and Barty puppet party. Uh, thank you to Paul for helping us get that actually, into some kind of cohesive physical form and then i'm also gonna like this is this is the month of me being a bad guy i guess because i'm also going to be in a radio drama where i'm not really a good guy i'm i'm definitely not really a good guy i'm kind of a bad guy so but you're a good bad guy i'm a good bad i hate yeah stay tuned for more (laughs) we need to cut your beard into a goatee (laughs) <laughs> little triangle yeah there we go or mustache with the twirls oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I could do that wax that up there mm. hey paul or as your listeners might know you moose uh what do you got going on <laughs> i know you got you started some new things i say this week i know see the first episode of bull spit with moose just dropped where i talked to doug holmes of grand comic-con See, set it up. Yeah. Awesome segue. Thank you. Yep. Uh, and yeah, we have a huge build up for that coming up in March, where yes, see, and their last uh, Starfighters, and I will be putting on a Gordon radio drama. Uh, also, this week, part two of my conversation with Wyatt Weed for Moose's Monster Mash will be coming out where we talk about his movie Shadowland. You can find both of those shows at uh, electronicmediacollective.com or just follow me on Twitter at EMC Moose. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot going on. Just getting ready for Grand. That's so funny, Grand. Because like, we used to do Grand over here. A different Grand. but Cult. A cult Grand. I'm a kidding. Cult. It was not a cult. It's not, it's not a cult. 
It, it, <laughs> when you lead with it's not a cult, it makes it sound like it's a cult. not a cult. <laughs> it would have been cooler if it was a cult. I mean, oh, it was it's boring. Is boring crap. Did they have Kool Aid? No, not usually. Usually they had bring Kool Aid this year. Still with a, a little orange ice cream in it, and then they pour stuff on top of it. So it was actually not bad. Yeah, but I like that. I want that. There's a sherbet in that ice cream, orange sherbet, and then they poured it again. So that was good, and sometimes the refreshments were good. I'll say that, but the rest of it was boring. Melanie, I did, I did oh. get to go to Australia because of the. Woo, go ahead. Ooh. What do you got to promote? Tell us what. What should people know? You're always in the. Hey, Melanie, what's your what's this week's thing that you should be amazed about? We've got a super bug. Oh, Ooh. you mean the plague the coronavirus? Yeah. The coronavirus. The end of humanity. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> I feel like it's the same thing every year. They just rename it. Uh, they do. It used to be swine flu. Well, this one's WD40. Do you remember the Africanized bees? But this one came from a yeah. snake, and they're very confused about how something would would mutate into a cold blooded thing, and then mutate from that into us. So that's just weird. Snake science. It went from it went from a bat to a snake and then to humans. Mosquitoes. Wow. They Wait, just bats took, and snakes? They just yeah, took yeah. outbreak and leveled it up. They were like, yeah. a monkey? Forget that. We're gonna have a bat and a snake, and then it, everyone dies. What's the, really the, scary? Uh bats and snakes. The third snake one, bat, death virus. The last Vampires. one was just bats. And it's that one that mutated through snakes, and that's what we're having now. And snakes are the devil, right? Yeah. There you go. See, it's the end. Snakes and goats. Speaking of which, I can't wait to watch Sabrina. Randy, have you already finished it? No. No, no we've watched one episode. I'm watching it this weekend. I haven't even started, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm waiting for it. We can oh. do it if you want. Yeah, we probably Yeah, this last weekend we didn't have time. We we had lots of stuff going on. Otherwise, we would have gotten farther into it. Randy's older now, too. That's right. Yes, he is. That's why you did the David Lynch episode because it was your birthday and you it can't. was my birthday. I was like, I do what I want. I yep. led the episode with a big F you to the listener. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And then, and then you immediately roll back with that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> so if I'm ever complaining, like, why don't we get more listeners? Maybe it's because you shouldn't start it with a with a start your podcast with a F you. I could do what I want. <laughs> yeah, those are the best ones. You know what? That's the kind of listenership I want. I want to be able to start every episode with a big F you and they will love it. And they love it. That's what I want. <laughs> and they like it. And they come back for more. Or the Brolix podcast. You can't yeah. start with an F you. So I bleeped it. Okay. As long as you, as long as you bleep. Well, I mean, you could start with an F you. You just can't. I could expunge. They don't know what I actually <laughs> said. I probably actually said, Forever you of an, forever. Uh, out of endearment. Yeah. Forever young. <laughs> <laughs> what is the <this> show? <laughs> uh, All right. Welcome to Grawlick, the identity crisis. Thing, yeah. <laughs> we used to talk about comic books. We used to. <laughs> oh, God. That was, that was <laughs> Your sadness felt too real. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got me on the show. 
And we're talking <laughs> Doctor Who still. We're like, hey, let's let's start a podcast where we talk about comic books. Oh, and we could talk about Doctor Who. It's the opposite. We only talk about Doctor Who and never comic books. <laughs> Is Titan still releasing Doctor Who comics? Maybe we could do that. I think so. It's yeah. Not, oh, yeah. Actually, I know so. Yeah. It's now the pop culture show. There's actually, there's actually, I saw uh, still spoilers from the comic, which is probably not canon, uh, where the 13th Doctor meets Martha Jones. Oh, yeah? Which oh. is which is relevant. It's a tieback because uh, who met the Jadoon? Martha did yes. in her first episode. You're right. Yeah. You guys are such nerds, all of you. Yeah. Speaking of being a nerd and tiebacks and stuff, I watched the cartoon Disney Robin Hood this morning. After watching <laughs> what? What? There's food yeah. in it. How are you gonna tie it? Go ahead, tie it back. I'm now you've got my interest. When's the last time you watched the Udalali Robin Hood? I don't I don't I can't I don't know. The, I don't the have King's enough code to count the King's that guards in that movie is a platoon of rhinoceros. Oh I had a really hard time. Taking them seriously, exactly. On the moon, I'm like, oh no, they, man, they really hammered that one. And I then, did like I'm kind of okay with it because she realized how bad it was. I guess it's like, and there's an article that that's going to be one of their live action remakes. I'm like, no, they look like Jadoon. Yeah, they just borrow them from. Don't you uh, know what Jadoon? Borrow the character or the set or the whatever you call them costumes. Yeah, just like, the Jadoon will be in Robin Hood. I mean, we've already had Robin Hood and Doctor Who. And then all the angry white guys will say, you're doing it wrong. You don't want to do that, man. And we're out. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Grawlicks Nights, our special weekly live Grawlicks podcast series. If you've been enjoying this, be sure to check out grawlickspodcast.com slash live to find out where and when to listen to the next live episode. Currently, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook.com slash Podcast. As usual, it takes just a second to uh, get everything going here. I need to do my usual. I need to cross post this over to the website so that the Matt D's of the world, the, <laughs> the burp right in the mic, the Matt D's of the world. <laughs> 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 <laughs>